0: All right, welcome to your Newsmax daily for Friday, August 4th, 2023, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Seems like everybody, everybody's mother and grandmother, all have a recipe. And they're all good, right? Today is also International Beer Day, a global celebration for the appreciation of beer and brewing traditions. Observed on the first Friday of August every year, it is not always on August the 4th. Appropriately, it is on a Friday every year. International Beer Day serves as an opportunity for us or beer lovers to thank people who brew it, distribute it, and serve it. It also reminds me to tell you that the numbers are in. And the latest quarter results from the Bud Light parent company, Anheuser-Busch InBev, shows the backlash following the partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney back in April is continuing to weigh on sales, costing the company about $400 million for the quarter. Well over a billion dollars since the backlash or the boycotting started several months back. Sales year over year down nearly 30%. And that's according to the company could actually be worse than that. Today, being the first Friday of the new month, we did have a jobs report released this morning, the non-farm payroll report from the Labor Department, showing 187,000 jobs were added to the economy in July. That was a bit short of the expected 200,000. It was a couple of thousand jobs higher, though, than June's revised number of 185,000, but still below expectations, which means the economy is slowing down a bit. The other big business headline, talked about it yesterday, Amazon's earnings. Earnings per share and guidance beating expectations soundly. Apple's earnings were not as impressive. Revenue was down. iPhone sales were underwhelming, according to an analyst or analysts. And Apple stock is down about five bucks so far. Amazon shares up more than 10%. That's more than $11 a share. All right, let's get to it donald trump the former president of the united states the current republican presidential candidate and front runner in the 2024 presidential election pleading not guilty in a washington dc court yesterday after being indicted on four criminal charges related to the 2020 election and the january 6 2021 riot at the u.s capitol including the charge of conspiring to overturn the election.
1: Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C., and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very much.
0: Trump making comments before getting on his jet to head back to his summer home in New Jersey yesterday. Newsmax national correspondent Logan Raddick was outside the courthouse and breaks down exactly what went down inside. The judge ordered the
2: prosecutor Thomas Wyndham to produce all exculpatory evidence uh, in this case and former President Trump while he was sitting in the courtroom was hunched over and appeared to be impassive. Uh, Wyndham says the government is not seeking detention under certain conditions of the release and that. Uh, under those conditions, Trump had to sign an appearance bond and did also not communicate about the facts of the case other than to his counsel. He did sign off on those conditions and the judge sets the next hearing uh, in this case for August 28th at 10 a.m. But the judge is also waiving Trump's first appearance in that hearing. Uh, the government also needs to file a brief within seven days with an estimate of the case and within seven days, uh, Trump must submit a proposal estimated time that they need in order to get all the uh, evidence together. Now, judge will waive Trump's uh, first appearance again at that hearing that is set for August 28th, and uh, the defense attorneys for former President Donald Trump say there's a massive amount of discovery uh, order to have as an understanding to the length of it, so they need all that information to make an estimate uh, of whether Trump is entitled to a fair and speedy trial. We know that the prosecutors want it to be a quick trial, uh, and there's also a request that the government give them two to three days uh, for an understanding for the scope of the discovery in this case. So what we do know is that Trump will not have to appear at that first hearing
0: on August 28th. That's Newsmax national correspondent Logan Raddick, who did an amazing job keeping us up to speed outside the Barrett Prettyman Federal Courthouse in D.C. yesterday, along with a crowd of several hundred or so supporters and protesters of the former president. Before we get to some of the commentary on Newsmax, our man on the street, Mike Carter, spoke with people in New York's Times Square.
1: Donald Trump says he should be able to say whatever he wants about the election. It's his First Amendment right to do so. If I'm allowed to say whatever I think, I think he should be allowed to as well. Washington, D.C., almost 95 percent Democrat. Can Donald Trump get a fair trial in that city? They're going to hang him there. Well,
3: I mean, did he do it in Washington? So, I mean, he's going to get what he gets. He should have a
0: venue
1: that... There's an even playing field, and D.C. is not an even playing field. Special counsel Jack Smith, he says he wants a speedy trial in this case. Why'd he wait so long to bring these charges? Next election, they want to get him before he comes out. They knew he was coming back, so they were waiting. Donald Trump says he'd be better served if this case was held in, say, West Virginia. I was actually born in West Virginia. I think that those people are real people. They're logical people, and those kind of people would look at the facts for what they are, not for their political beliefs. How does somebody be involved in multiple criminal cases and also run for president at the same time.
4: Whether you're a Trump or not, and I don't know if I am, I just don't think this is fair and I think it's dirty pool. In New York, for Newsmax, I'm Mike Carter.
0: So there you go. Reaction from potential voters. Thank you, Mike. And Donald Trump Jr., executive vice president of the Trump Organization, appeared on Newsmax as his father was heading to court.
5: I spoke to my father uh, the other day right after uh, it was announced and honestly he's doing he was doing great we were we were laughing about things uh not that it's not serious yeah. but I think everyone understands exactly what's in play each one of these things I think only solidifies that to the american people just how far we have fallen as a country just how corrupt the biden administration and their weaponized form of government is And, you know, hopefully that wakes up people because, you know, this doesn't end well uh, for our country, uh, for our civilization. This is scary stuff. And it was happening in third world banana republics. Uh, We'd be doing something about it, but it's happening right here at home in America. It's scary.
4: Well, on on that note, um, and kind of piggybacking to, to Bianca's question, you know, about your dad. Look, this is the enormity, the weight of the pressure that he's under right now as as strong as he is as many talented smart people as he has around him this is in, this has got to be incredibly stressful for him um, and as his son it must be a concern about how he's dealing with this. I know he plays golf and that's therapeutic, you know, but do you talk to him about, you know, dad, how are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? I know you are just kind of sharing some of the color, how he's laughing about it. But man, I mean, anybody would crack under this, but your dad, you know, he's facing it. And, and not only that, not only the indictments, but a campaign. He's, he's in the yeah. middle of a campaign. You know, have you talked to him well, about how I, he's I, feeling? Yeah.
5: I, I'd say we're probably built a little different. And I think we've gotten used to this. Right. Yeah. You, know, you know, one one of the things we were literally joking about was, hey, you know, I, I remember back during the Russia, Russia, Russia days where the head of the Intelligence Committee wanted to try me for treason, a crime punishable by death. Uh, you know, that's become the norm for us. This is how the Democrats function. Uh, Republicans, A, need to get a backbone and start fighting back and doing something about it, not just, you know, saying nice things on TV or Twitter. They actually, you know, use the appropriations process, stop some of the funding of this insanity. Uh, But no, literally, I was joking with my father. I was like, oh, well, now one of the charges in the new one is literally, you know, they could bring up the death penalty in there. I was like, oh, we have more in common now. We both share that together. So uh, whether we're built differently or whether it's just you know, we've gotten so accustomed to this. We're not supposed to be. It's not that's not supposed to be, you know, a normal reaction.
0: Donald Trump Jr. on John Bachman now. More from Tim Murtog, former communications director of the Trump campaign and executive vice president of national public affairs on Chris Plant's Right Squad.
1: When thinking about this, I think Americans should ask themselves, the first question is, would this be happening if he were not running for president again? And I think the obvious answer to that is no. None of this would be happening. He would not be indicted three times and headed towards a fourth one. That would not be happening. But politically, what's going on here, imagine being one of his GOP opponents in this primary. Now again for the third time, for the next few days, not a one of them can break through and talk about what they want to talk about. They're going to be forced to talk about, yet again, Donald Trump. and. During the course of all this, almost all of them, except for the ones who openly attack him, like Chris Christie and Mike Pence sort of has his own lane because he had a role on January 6th in the Congress. But everyone else has to issue statements of support in some way or at the very least attack the people who are attacking Trump, which is also support. And if you are in the pack that is chasing Donald Trump in the Republican primary, how can you possibly catch him if you have to stick up for him all the time? And then if you're Joe Biden, I I was there in 2020. I was the comms director on the Trump campaign. There was never a national poll that showed Donald Trump beating Joe Biden, not one, zero. So far this year, in just this, in the last two weeks, there have been three national polls that show Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. That never happened in 2020.
4: Tim, he's beating him by seven points. Some polls say even higher. He's going to beat Joe Biden in 2024. And in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions, the primary's over. I mean, these other folks are mostly good folks, and I understand that they're, you know, they want to have a platform. You know, he, he took all the oxygen out of the room in 2020. But the fact is that, most Republicans support Donald J. Trump, and this is a political persecution of the sitting president going after his political rival.
2: And, and it's interesting, because despite the charges that we're seeing, former President Obama, he thinks that his party should still be worried. The Washington Post is reporting that Obama, quote, at a private lunch with President Biden earlier this summer, voiced concern about Donald Trump's political strengths, underlining his worry that Trump could be a for- more formidable candidate than many Democrats realize, Jason.
0: No. I I think that's absolutely true. I think we should have learned our lesson in 2016 when people were like, including me, were like, oh, he's not going to win. That kind of rhetoric isn't going to fly with the American people. You can't call people fat pigs and all that. There's no way he's going to win. And then he ended up pulling it out. So uh, I think we absolutely have to take this very seriously. And it is true that our candidate is not the best communicator and nor is his vice president. So we have to pull out all the stops and order to win this yeah pull out all the stops to win that's democrat political analyst jason nichols on the right squad and i know jason didn't mean it like that but interesting words proving that we can still have conversations among people with different opinions and beliefs chris plant's right squad is weeknights at nine o'clock eastern for more on democrats pulling out all the stops newsmax host carl higby So you might be familiar with the iconic song by Ray Charles, Georgia on my mind.
5: Well, Georgia is certainly on my mind and it probably should be on yours. It's definitely on Trump's because President Trump sent out this truth social this morning saying, quote, I need one more indictment to ensure my election. (laughs) Notice when he sent this out, That was 1142 this morning as he was preparing to head to his arraignment in Washington. In other words, he wasn't sweating this arraignment whatsoever. Now, for the reason I mentioned Georgia is because in all likelihood, a fourth indictment is on the horizon with regards to this election interference, alleged. And given all the momentum Trump has built up from the first three indictments, a fourth could absolutely put him over the top and pave the golden path right back to the Oval Office. Joining me now, Corey Lewandowski, senior advisor and campaign manager for the Trump 2016 and Trump 2020 campaigns. Corey did, they just, did the Democrats
6: just not get the American people? Are they that removed? Carl, you have to remember, going all the way back to 2016, they always told us Donald Trump wasn't going to win. Hillary Clinton was going to be the president. It was a done deal. And when yeah. Donald Trump shocked the world in 2016, the media's head went into overdrive. They started with their fake Russia collusion narrative. They went after him and impeached him twice. And now they ensured they in 2020 they did everything they could so that Joe Biden could win as you ran a campaign from the basement. What they're doing now, Carl, is I just looked at some polling data in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump has an 87% approval rating before this indictment. So when the Georgia indictment comes down, <laughs> he'll be at 107% if that's even possible, right? Yeah. So what the media is doing is they've lost all their credibility again. And by indicting the president for the third time today, he set it at the tarmac. It's a sad day in American history, but more than that, they have lessened the severity of what an indictment actually means because we all know this has just strictly become political now.
0: Corey Lewandowski on Frontline with Carl Higby. and don't worry, yes, I am going to cover yesterday's breaking Hunter Biden news. There's new evidence emerging in the alleged Biden bribery scheme. The GOP releasing the bombshell testimony transcript of Hunter Biden's ex-business partner, Devin Archer. The testimony reveals then Vice President Biden played a pivotal role in Hunter's businesses. Hmm. Let's bring in Florida Congressman Byron Donalds, who sits on that all-important House Oversight Committee. Congressman, good to have you. Thank you for for being here on a very important day. Besides the fact that Trump's being arraigned, has been arraigned, uh, this testimony that we finally see the transcript of, everything we suspected, sir, your initial thoughts after seeing that?
3: My initial thoughts are it really just confirms what we were already finding out. First, Hunter Biden was the bag man. Second, they were selling influence. Third, it was so easy to get Joe Biden on the phone. And keep this in mind, he's vice president of the United States. Now look, I understand he talks to his family every day and has to be commended, but let's not lose sight of the fact that if you're on the phone this easily with a bunch of people in all these rooms and you have no idea, then you're a dummy. And if you do have an idea, then you're corrupt. Either way it doesn't look good for the country yeah uh, it's not always it's not a good look to have a president who is a corrupt dummy'm <laughs> uh, putting uh, yep, I'm, not,
0: I'm agreeing with you uh, completely Eric Boley, with Florida Congressman Byron Donalds, a member of the House Oversight Committee, which released a letter from then Vice President Joe Biden to Devin Archer, congratulating him on being in business with his son hunter, and underneath of his signature, he wrote. Because the letter is typed out, obviously, right? It's a typed letter from the vice president. But Joe wrote, happy you guys are together. We get more from Congressman Donalds.
3: Joe Biden has known the entire time. But Joe Biden is an expert liar. He's been lying for 50 years to the American people. That's nothing new to him. But let's make sure everybody understands this. When he was vice president, that's when these 20 shell companies were set up, when he was vice president. When he was vice president, and Barack Obama gave him basically operational authority over several countries who was on Air Force Two all the time. Hunter Biden was with him all the time. Remember the WhatsApp text message? I'm sitting here next to my father. We haven't gotten our money. And we're the Bidens. We never forget. He apparently was in Rehoboth Beach at the Beach House sitting next to Joe Biden when he sent it. All of this stuff leads into where we are right now. The Hunter Biden sweetheart deal that gets blown up because they tried to stick the Farrah violations in the gun charge? You're telling me the White House counsel and Joe Biden and Merrick Garland didn't know about that? Of course they knew. At the end of the day, there is a web of corruption surrounding Joe Biden. There's no business that is operating from this family except influence peddling. And that is an impeachable offense.
0: Florida representative Byron Donald's on the balance with Eric Bowling last night. Obviously, there will be a lot of discussion about the transcript release in the letter over the weekend, as well as the continuing conversation of the Trump indictments and the 2024 presidential election. We'll pick it all up on Monday. One more trending story today. Federal investigators have charged two U.S. Navy sailors with stealing defense secrets and selling them to China. In both cases, the sailors were allegedly approached by Chinese spies and offered thousands of dollars in exchange for delivering classified details about naval operations. Thousands of dollars is, is kind of vague, right? Could be 10,000, could be 200,000. Either way, both the 22- and 26-year-old U.S. sailors are Chinese-Americans. In one case, they gave the spy information on weapons capabilities of U.S. Navy ships, as well as information on the ship's movement. Money, 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 the root of all evil. Don't forget about all the great weekend Newsmax programming, starting with Wake Up America, Weekend Edition, Saturday Edition, American Agenda, Wendy Bell's Common Sense, Sebastian Gorka, and more. I'm Tony Marino. Thanks for listening to Newsmax Daily. Have a terrific and safe weekend. I'll see you right back here on Monday. In the meantime, keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day.